Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Today, we are going to discuss the hot garbage dumpster fire. <laughs> and remember, to, to quote a sticker that I have on my water bottle, the strongest steel is forged in the fire of a dumpster. Ooh, and, I like that. Yeah, and we are referring specifically to your late 20s. <laughs> For some, it starts early. For some, it keeps going. But I, I'd like to think, as women of a certain age, <laughs> that 30s will be a lot of fun. I hope so. I really do. I hear that your 30s are your 20s with money, and I'm ready for that. Ooh, I like that. Is that right? like the mantra <laughs> when you when you cross the threshold of 30? It'd be nice, man. I I think it, it. there's been a big push, I think, in the last decade of your 30s is still young. You can still go out and have a good time. And, mm -hmm. and you know, with a few minor adjustments i believe that <laughs> statement <laughs> i was gonna say who's telling these vicious lies because <laughs> i i swear i don't know like if it's so many of the 20 late 20 somethings and early 30 somethings that i know and talk to and have met along the way but i swear like once you hit 25 it's all downhill baby <laughs> it's it it's a lot i it really is a change at 25, and I don't think it's a joke mm -hmm. of a quarter-life crisis. Once you pass 25, from what I've seen, you know, I've met people in their 40s and 50s, and they say pretty much past 30, it's whatever, it's another year. So I really feel mm -hmm. like 25 and 30 are those last two oh-shit years. <laughs> I would agree. They say that 25, you know, the frontal... Uh, cortex, the prefrontal lobe, right, is fully developed in your brain. I also yep. think 25, 26 is the peak of your physical body for for most of the population on average, right? Yeah, I can see that. I could agree with that. And I think early 20s, especially uh, for uh, those who have ovaries and such, is kind of like the peak fertility time, yeah. as I understand it. Yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, people get, Jesus Christ, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> lurker. Sorry, my we husband have a lurker. just, my husband just walked across the back of the screen and the room is still dark, so all I saw was just a shape behind me. Oh my god. I don't know if that's a blanket <laughs> on his shoulders, but it is, it ver is very much uh, first Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone, when Harry's in the... <laughs> that uh what's the forest the forbidden forest and like yeah. voldemort fully slinking on the ground like a snake and then like <laughs> up through the trees i'm like that is <laughs> d's husband <laughs> yes that is that is my husband right there um yeah i was gonna say when it comes to fertility like you can get pregnant technically up until you go through menopause Right, right. Like I've I've read about a sixty late sixty year old woman who had twins. Oh Jesus Christ! Anyhow, I, yeah, I, I think it was for daughter <laughs> for her daughter, like acting as a surrogate or something. But I know there ha there have been couples who just have had their own biological children very late. Girl, nursing homes—that's a whole other conversation we should be having. They get wild in nursing homes. Yes, and I will second that because I used to intern in one and technically residents were allowed to do that stuff. 
Uh huh. They were allowed the privacy. Yeah, I know. So that's why I was just like, yeah, of course, understandable. But yeah, no, your your early twenties, I feel like, are still the years where you're allowed to be stupid. Yeah, and like your body allows it. By the time you hit your late twenties, twenties. You can still be stupid, but your body is not going to allow it. <laughs> yeah, the, the the time to rebound and recover is quadruples. Ex- yeah, exponentially <laughs> more significant. Can I tell you something gross? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. So this was, how old was I? Like 26, 27? Uh-huh. And <laughs> this, is, this is so weird. This person, this guy was like two years older than me, a frat guy. So, okay, prepare yourself. Oh, boy. And he described himself as virile more than once. Ew. I know. Like, who says that? And then he said, let's carp some DMs. No. Yes, he did. And he also said that multiple times. That's... That's a red flag if I've ever seen one. Oh, I, I know. It's like the the highway is already like closed off with the police. You know, there's a barricade. The SWAT team behind them. Evacuation, evacuation. <laughs> exactly. The the raid sirens are on. Oh god, no. No, but that's But can you believe that? I can't, and I don't want to. I don't want to know that those people exist. That's just weird. Who comes up to someone and, like, their pickup line is, I'm viral? Like, what the fuck? I I don't know. And then, yeah, the, let's carp some DMs. How about no? (laughs) But, okay, so we are both late 20-year-olds. Yes. And, I don't know, let's, let's talk about life. What? What might be some of the things that you noticed the most either changed or something that, like, your friend group started being more obsessed with? What Mm -hmm. was going on when you started to enter late 20s? (laughs) I would say two two things. One of them, the necessity of hydration. Oh, God. So I've had to increase my water intake just so significantly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why am I thirsty all the time? Not the fun kind of thirsty. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't think it's reminiscent of like, what is it? Is it diabetes? (laughs) No, you're peeing a lot if you have diabetes, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's one of the characteristics, but it's like, always thirsty. My lips are always chapped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know about you, but like, I go through these phases with my bladder where sometimes... I can go like 13 hours, no problem, not even feeling like I need to give a drop. And then other times it's like every hour on the hour. We are we are in this bathroom, baby. I think that's ADHD and hyperfixation. <laughs> <You think> so? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I feel that there's a bladder in my system. Time to go purge it or something. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I'm saying I know people, uh, one of the side effects of ADHD when you get hyperfixated on something is that you forget that you have a body basically for upwards of 12 hours and people just won't it's not even that they're holding it they just they don't go to the bathroom because they don't have to or they don't register the signals that is interesting i will look into it more and get (laughs) back to you okay (laughs) doctors let me have it in the comments (laughs) tell me how wrong i am (laughs) right right or tell me Give be the WebMD and tell me I'm on the precipice of death, as WebMD <laughs> often does. 
But the second thing, aside from hydration, is this obsession with brunch. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for my friends that drink, they like these, you know, early morning mimosas. I have a good handful of friends, including myself, that don't partake in that stuff. But yeah, brunch. Let's go to brunch. Let's do brunch. You free for brunch? Want a brunch? See, my what I enjoy about brunch is that it gives me the excuse to sleep longer. Okay. So if someone says, let's meet for breakfast, that could be 7 a.m. I'm not about that life. If someone <laughs> tells me we're going to meet for brunch, that's closer to 10 a.m. That's when I'm a human. I can do that. But what about the places that serve breakfast until 11 or noon? Right. I just think it's part of the time frame okay. of there's breakfast that happens until like nine and then there's brunch that happens between nine and noon and then lunch is noon and later. At least that's what my brain does. That's what my brain separates it into. Okay. So your brain ha- still has a gray area, whereas mine is super black and white and very rigid <laughs> about this. Like this is the hill I will die on. Okay. Saying, is it breakfast or is it lunch? And there's nothing in between. No. If you want to add alcohol, be my guest. But that's <laughs> like you can have breakfast with mimosas or lunch with mimosas. Yeah. Irish coffee is for any time of day. Yeah. Or that too, you know. <laughs> no, I, I have to admit, though, mimosas might be one of my favorite drinks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just it goes down so easy. It's so smooth. You don't even realize you're drinking until you're six deep and go, oh, shit, you need to pour me into the car because I can't walk. (laughs) I am a juiced orange. (laughs) (laughs) But technicality, just a little one. Does it go down smoothly because it's technically fizzy from the champagne? I mean, it goes down yummily. Okay. Okay. You know what? (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) Adds a little bit of your kick. To your orange juice. (laughs) I thought oranges were already like in and of themselves enough. I waver back and forth on orange as a flavor a lot. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I like tangerines. Are those like little tiny ones, little cuties? Yeah. Yeah, I like those things. I've never tried pomelo. Tried grapefruit once. Wasn't about it. Yeah, me neither. I like pouring lime juice on stuff like a chilled watermelon. Oh. Yeah. Oh, if you want some kick in your mouth. In my melon? I want kick in my melon. Yeah. This is the way (laughs) to dress up that melon. Lime juice. I have to write that down. You know how, like, the watermelon itself is so, like, it's mostly water anyway and it's so porous? Yeah. And the sweetness of the watermelon with the tang of the lime... Whole level. See, my dad salts his watermelon. Oh, tell me more about that. He just sprinkles salt on his watermelon. Also, my dad just loves salt. Like, he's going to die soon, I feel, because he just puts salt. <laughs> don't, don't even He speak puts that. pounds of salt on everything, and I'm terrified of it. But he, he salted his watermelon since he's a kid. I don't know if it's like a depression era leftover or what, but he says that it brings out the sweetness. We have to do a watermelon experiment. Oh, I'm so there. Watermelon's one of my favorite fruits of all time. It's such a good fruit, right? Like, aesthetically, it looks very nice, tastes great, uh, room temp or cold. 
Mm-hmm. Watermelon juice, watermelon popsicles, watermelon anything. I love watermelon. They uh, use watermelon in cosmetics now. I have a toner that's cactus water with watermelon, and it makes my pores feel oh so nice. Ooh. Yes. I feel like we're going to get off topic here. So... Well, no, 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 because it segues into another topic. Are we good on brunch, though? Do you have any more insights, feelings, <laughs> judgments about brunch? No, but I, I do still appreciate that you are a black and white person of breakfast and lunch, and I'm like, go with the flow. Please do not touch me until at least 9 a.m. before we meet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that crime has been solved, so we can yeah okay. we can carry on on the topic train. But okay. skincare, have you found that over time, your skincare has changed? How has it changed? And now, what do you do differently in your routine? What have you omitted, put in? Um, I mean, I know we covered a lot of it in our skincare episode and mm-hmm. the absolute sins of the past that we have done. <laughs> so I don't do any of that. I have now fully cut out peel-off masks because it just rips my skin off. I can't do it. Fun fact. So when I had my appendix removed, Uh I had put little Band-Aids over my incisions after the surgical glue wore off, right? Okay. And so I was taking the Band-Aids off. Very carefully, when okay. it was clear that it was done, like they needed to be changed, air out the the cuts, whatever. And it wasn't coming off. And so I did what any sane individual does, which is grit your teeth, count to three, and just rip it off. No. I took off so much skin. Stop. The <laughs> – where the Band-Aid was <laughs> had a bigger <laughs> scrape on it than the cut itself. I almost need to use a Band-Aid over where I removed the other Band-Aid. Band-Aid in- uh, inception. But tell me, like, was it super surface level? Is it just like, because the skin was so kind of tender already around that area, and because of that, of it being compromised, it just made it so much worse? I think so. I think it was just, but I've always had some troubles when it comes to Band-Aids and just the top layer of my skin, I guess, is really <laughs> easy to come off. Sensitive. I don't know how to say that without sounding disgusting, but it's, it, you know, that's part of the reason why I don't do pull-off masks anymore is because it will really take my skin off and it hurts. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the era when those uh, poor, I think it's like poor piggy masks or something where it's, it's oh very black God, and yes. shiny? And it gets, like, all the crap, like, out of every pore on your face, but the process of yanking it off, and if any, like, eyebrows or something are in the way, like, say goodbye. Wasn't that, like, a trend on YouTube for a while of people doing full face masks of that and then trying to take it off? Yes, and I saw one where someone did, like, uh, parts of their body as well. Oh, God, no. Yes. At that point, just get a wax kit. Oh, my God. I know waxing hurts less than that, I feel. Yeah, because at least the wax is made to come off quickly. <laughs> right, right. Um, But yeah, so that's one of the things. The other thing uh, I know that we started discussing before we got <laughs> on was 
I have started moisturizing my neck. Hey, there's something below the chin. (laughs) How about that? So I'm sure, you know, anyone who's on the internet has seen the image going around of an elderly person who had moisturized their face their entire life, you know, sunscreen, moisturizer, but then right at their chin down, it's just like a leather handbag. It is... (laughs) Leather tube. <laughs> it is all wrinkled and and harsh looking, and it's a dermatologist saying that this is what happens when you don't also moisturize your neck. And I didn't realize <laughs> how extreme that transition can be. So I'm hoping I cut that off at the pass. <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. The... Parts of your body have different types of skin. Like the skin on your scalp is different than the one on your face, than the one on your neck, than the one on the rest of your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like some skin can take a little bit more wear and tear. Others cannot. And especially in your 20s, I would argue when you're doing the most damage to your skin (laughs) is the best time to have a skincare routine, especially if you have good moisturizer, especially that sunscreen, you're limiting kind of the intake of various toxins. And I'm keeping that very open insert, whatever it is that you do. Yeah, which could be anywhere from just a terrible sleep schedule to other things. (laughs) But, you know, treat the neck accordingly. It's like, especially when you age, the first places that you see that aging so i don't care how snatched your face is Mm -hmm. neck chest hands and arms oh yeah no my hands are so totally fucked because i have eczema (laughs) your hooves (laughs) yeah my little hooves my goblin hooves yeah Mm -hmm. i have eczema on my hands in the winter time and it's already starting up on my on the right part of the back side of my hand yeah no it's I live and die by userine cream, extra moisturizer. <laughs> In your blood. It's when, that- when they cut you open, it's just userine cream. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Mod Podge in there. Oh, In your God, veins. no. I don't want to know what people find when they cut me open eventually. <laughs> it, no, it will be like, what was that, an alien? Where the thing like popped out of the guy's chest and was like, Meh. yes. The xenomorph, or I guess it was, yeah, because it was part. It was the xenomorph, part alien, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think you have a xenomorph. I like to think you have another creature that dwells it within your body. I'm not sure which kind it is yet. <laughs> the face I'm giving you right now. Yeah, that like that. I don't like that image. Like you know, ET's neck or a xenomorph's <laughs> neck, but it's your, like a tiny version of your face on that. <laughs> Complete with your glasses. Oh, God. <laughs> nice little bald head, but just oh my God. <laughs> Covered what? in eucerin. What do you do in your skincare routine, S, that's changed? Oh, yeah. So, and <laughs> like you said, we uh, talked a lot about my skin sins in our skincare episode and right. all the bad things that I was doing. So, I no longer put any s- products that have alcohol on my skin mm. and I've embraced using oil based products mm-hmm. in addition to water based because I feel like it, it's kind of in both camps it's either a water based or a oil based right. and I find my skin even though I can 
be my own moisturizer that I'll wake up with like really dry skin. Like it's so taut and tight. And I'm like, what is going on here? Hmm. You know, just like, hey. (laughs) I don't tend to have that problem. I tend to wake up with oily skin, which is not always fun. Yeah, yeah. And especially now, like as things get colder and whatnot, you know, it's like you got to just put twice the amount of moisturizer. Yeah, I mean, with how our house is set up, it gets really, really hot upstairs. There's two vents in the master bedroom. Three, actually, if you count the one in the bathroom. It must be dry, huh? It's so dry. I I have a humidifier that I have not filled up in like two weeks because I'm lazy. And... (laughs) But it gets so hot up there. Even yeah. with all of the vents closed, they're ceiling vents, so you can't really get a full seal on them. Sure. And so I have to have our fan running, like how we would in the summertime, but I have it running in the wintertime because it gets too hot in the bedroom otherwise. What's your house temp? Like 63. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say, like, holy moly. Yeah, no, it's... We keep it low, and downstairs, it's it's it gets cold, you know? It gets a little chilly. Yeah, he travels up. Right. If we try and turn it up any at all, the upstairs just becomes a broiler room. Oh, gosh. My old apartment, because it had radiators, and it was not well insulated, and everything was uneven as far as, like, windows, doorways, everything, doors. Mm-hmm. It could get sometimes upwards of, like, 80 plus, going to 90. Ooh. And the air was so dry and stagnant. I'm surprised I didn't get nosebleeds every other day. I'm impressed I haven't started getting nosebleeds every other day. (laughs) You know what? That's something that I have started doing in my 20s more and more is Uh using a neti pot. Oh, yeah. Tell tell the folks who've never heard of a neti pot what that contraption is. Okay, so a neti pot, the original, is like a little teapot design. It's a little blue plastic teapot. And you pour in saline salts and distilled water, and you pour it in one nostril, (laughs) tip your head, and have it come out the other nostril, and it rinses your sinuses, and it keeps your sinuses, uh, for the lovely word, moist, and not- Whisper that into the mic. I am not doing that. You could not pay me to do that. Moist. (laughs) Anywho- I like how I was like, executive decision, I'm going for it. It's like, you said no, well, I say yes. <laughs> Give the people what they came for. Um, but yeah, it it, uh, it it keeps your nostrils wet and it doesn't allow it to dry out. And yeah. then it doesn't result in the bloody noses. Do you need to do it daily? I, when it's bad, I'm sure by the time it reaches like late December, I'll be doing it daily. At the moment, it's... Mm. You know, every couple of days, maybe once a week. But I also have the saline nasal spray that I use after I do my neti pot. Mm-hmm. That uh, the best way to describe it is it's lotion for your nose. And oh. it's just a fine mist that helps keep that nose, you know, not from drying out. Moist. <sighs> yes. I, I fixed it. That was the word you were looking for. <laughs> Thank you, dear. I really appreciate it. I got you, boo. (laughs) But no, that is, now that I'm sitting here thinking, that is something that I've had to introduce into my routine. Do you think, because this has also been something that's come up a lot, 
particularly for you. Is your throat hate you because it's dry in your house? Because of foods you eat that may be irritating? Allergies or all of the above? It could be all of the above. S makes fun of me a little bit because I have to constantly <laughs> clear my throat. Uh-huh. And I it really is mostly due to post-nasal drip because of allergies. Yeah. But it's also after I eat, I can't. I, I need to I, – either I'm not drinking enough water with my meals or what have you, but I, I end up clearing my throat. It's not as bad as my husband because I call him my little old man. Oh. Because <laughs> – do you – have you ever seen Family Guy? Yeah, yeah. Do you know the scene of the old Englishmen sitting around a fire with their newspapers and they're clearing their throats? Yes. That's him. He's all all of those guys. All of them. All three of them. Every time we eat for the next like 30 minutes, we're both clearing our throats. And it's so annoying. Honestly. Because I'm doing it too. I think y'all are my favorite couple for many reasons. (laughs) The throat clearing. The pen hoarding. Mm. The gaming. Like. Yes. Y'all are precious. I want to put you both in one of my pockets because you're a couple. Keep you together. <laughs> We're and a bonded you. pair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> so I could present people like, you want to see my secret? And then I open up my pocket and it's like, y'all like, hi. Hi. They are my babies. <laughs> oh my God. And I would give those candy canes that y'all like. I would keep them in there. Yes, our little candy cane peppermint sticks. Yeah, for you to feast on. (laughs) (laughs) So you could get that calcium and fresh breath. (laughs) I don't know if they have calcium. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, God. But to be fair, I I also cough a lot, but only because I don't know how to laugh right. (laughs) Do you remember, (laughs) in addition to, like, falling on my head a lot... Every couple weeks, there's also the issue of wheeze, laughing, <laughs> almost hospitalization. <laughs> Listen, I I don't have one laugh. I have uh-huh. at least 16 in my repertoire. And <laughs> I have almost no control over which one decides to come out at which given funny moment. Yeah, I like that. I had, when I worked uh, at my last job... Uh-huh. My coworkers and I would tell jokes and, you know, make each other laugh, get through the day. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers had a really dark sense of humor. And I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And at one point, she said something and it made me laugh. But the laugh that came out was like my deep chuckle that I have. <laughs> like ho 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 or something like that. It's more of like it's it's an evil villain laugh, basically. Nice. And my other coworker who sat closer to me looked at me and said, did that come out of you? What the hell was that? Yeah, what kind of demon was trying to reemerge <laughs> from this body? I, so I have this laugh that I feel like I used in the podcast. But if someone catches me off guard with a really fucked up sense of humor, that <laughs> other laugh will come out. To match then, the situation. <laughs> right? And then I think I have 
I have like a third laugh that I have to, I think I've laughed maybe twice while we've been recording that third laugh of I've already been laughing and someone just takes it to the next level. And it's like that <laughs> I can't breathe seal laugh. Oh, they're like, uh, uh, uh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that one. I try so hard to keep that one in, especially when we're recording because dear God, it's loud. But <laughs> I, I say, um, seal it in <laughs> and, you know, let it rip. But I went to, a, speaking of uh, bir- uh, birds, animals that hang, ar- hang out around the water. I knew a girl okay. in high school that laughed like a seagull. What? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, bless. bless. Yeah, and she would lift her shoulders like this, up and down. That's a real joyful moment. You got to feel it with your whole body. Yeah, and just look you dead in the eye and just. (laughs) (laughs) There's a show, apparently. There was, uh, I don't remember what. Um, country did this, but it was like a news show or something where they brought on people that had different unique laughs. <laughs> and then like they gave that. them like a little picture, like a placard card that had the image of what they sound like. So someone had a seagull, someone had a car. Because <laughs> this sounded like a car. That's clever. And I mean, at one point, I think it's people trying to make them laugh. Yeah. And they finally succeeded, and then the one person's laugh made the next person laugh, made the next. It's a fucking, like, almost oh a gosh. nightmare of sounds, but it's just, it's <laughs> really funny. I'll have I, to look it up and send it to you. Listen, that's probably the most wholesome yet clever roast <laughs> on a public scale that I've ever heard about. I think that's fantastic. I Yeah, I love it. It was, because everyone clearly knew why they were there or was there to have some fun with it no one was being cruel it was just oh my god i've never heard that many unique laughs in one yeah i don't think it's entirely like let's celebrate this laugh but (laughs) also let's kind of make fun of you (laughs) yeah it's if you can't laugh at yourself then are you really living no because last time i checked dead people don't laugh see see (laughs) good uh yeah no yeah talk to you guys next week (laughs) (laughs) back to late 20s um where were we i i will tell you so the in essence in conclusion (laughs) moisturize your face but don't neglect the neck yes and wear sunscreen if you can yes moving on (laughs) (laughs) the body the body so, the body we're gonna talk about what's under the skin oh, oh yeah no. and specifically the joints that begin to go and we're not talking about the jazz cabbage oh no we are talking mm-hmm. about the ball and socket joints the knees Oof. the elbows the hips Ooh. and the spine i everything hurts <laughs> it always does doesn't it <laughs> Girl, especially with the colder weather, I don't know about you, but I wake up and just the action of throwing my legs over the side of the bed results in like, okay, we're shooting up from the ankles to the hips, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the shoulder that you slept wrong on. I get out of bed and I can't tell if it's the floorboards creaking or my knees creaking anymore. 
that could be a fun game that you could play. <laughs> yes, that creak. And then you have the audience be like, knees, 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 knees. Or, or like the creek side, the floor, floor, floor. I don't want to play that game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any agents listening. Oh, God. No, it it hurts. And, you know, I've started taking supplements again. I've been taking magnesium supplements to uh-huh. uh, to help with the joints, and I've been going to the gym to try and strengthen my muscles around certain joints. And mm-hmm. but let me tell you, leg day does not sound good if you're near me. <laughs> However, leg day is every day if you are running from your problems. Ooh, I'm pretty yes. sure that's quoted somewhere in the Bible. Probably. Ephesians 32, right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Those blasphemous knees. Oh my god. That just reminds me of the the church signs. I'm so sorry. But the church signs that it's like something about being on your knees for God. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people that take it way out of context. (laughs) <laughs> i mean that's that in and of itself is a sport if if your religious tradition has the constant kneeling standing kneeling standing oh fuck that man yeah, it's not, i'd be kind, dead not kind yeah not kind to anybody but then i think stretching also in our age just becomes so important mm-hmm. you know like keeping things like limber and especially like after let's say if you are doing a weight heavy workout mm-hmm. to then just kind of like ease up on those muscles, stretch them out fully. They're already warmed up, which is great. And not doing the thing where you just like completely cold go into stretches. That's how injuries occur. Right. It's There's a big difference between stretching before warming up and then stretching after working out. Yeah. And I, I admit, I do not do enough stretching after I lift weights. I already know mm-hmm. I don't. But I do try, and there's a big difference between static stretching and, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, dynamic stretching. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. So, for those that don't know, you know, static stretching is you just stand there in one place and hold the position, switch arms, switch legs, butterfly, whatever. Dynamic stretching is you are still moving the muscles, you're just moving them in a way that's stretching them out versus like Mm -hmm. again it's to increase your flexibility like more functional in real time natural movement yeah like one of my favorites is i think it's called elephant walking Uh where you put your hands on the ground or as close to the ground as possible Mm -hmm. and then you straighten one leg while bending the knee of the other and then switch interesting so you're not actu- actually moving, you're just moving the legs, and it helps stretch um, your hips and your knees. Nice. I was thinking um, of, I think they're called like mountain climbers, where you like drop down into a plank, and then like crawl back up kind of mm-hmm. from the plank position, stand upright, and then keep on repeating that, or bear crawls, where it's kind of like stiff legs, stiff arms, like oh. you're doing a downward dog, and you're kind of crawling like that. Huh, never done that. Yeah, yeah, and that, like, really fires up the legs, fires up the core. 
you know, to remain stable as you're walking in this weird way. <laughs> or crawling, rather. Right. Yeah. But elephants, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a really, it, it really helps, helps my legs feel better after leg day, for sure. Yeah, or um, uh, heel raises, or like Ooh. a good calf and hamstring stretch. Yeah. Yeah, those hammies, I swear. <laughs> See, that's, at the end of my workouts, I tend to get on the treadmill. Uh-huh. And here's here's a really good thing to do, late 20s people, for... <laughs> Everyone hates the treadmill. I hate the treadmill, you know. Treadmills suck, right? They're You just walk in one place. Where the hell are you going? Nowhere. It's boring. Crank that incline. Crank mm-hmm. that incline up to at least six, if not past that. I'm at six right now. Actually, I'm at six and a half, I think. But six is a good place to be. Like, mm-hmm. start at one, two, three. Work your way up to at least six. And then speed up your walking. That's going to kick your ass. Oh, have you ever done those like stair climbers? No, or the Jacob's ladder. I'm going to fall and die. Yeah, if you (laughs) just want to be sweating within five minutes, do the stair climber thing. Oh God, it is nuts. But like, how good your legs will feel afterwards? I don't know, man. I I know you're not sold on my manifesto for the stair climber, or terrifying lunch and. Uh, breakfast are two totally different things with nothing in between. But you... So wait, I, I want to come back to this brunch thing, right? I feel like we, we did the joints no, bit, right? it was closed off. No, no. I, I have on. one question. I have one question for you. Okay. What time do you eat lunch? Hmm. Sometimes I don't eat lunch. Many times I don't eat lunch. And I often have a very late breakfast. Like nowadays it's noon or 1 p.m. That's when you eat breakfast? Sometimes. (laughs) What? (laughs) When do you wake up? Early. (laughs) S. Six, seven. S, you need to be eating when you wake up. No. Yes. That's what keeps your metabolism going. That's the whole point of breakfast. You break your fast and you should do it fairly But there's no problem on that end. Oh, my God. Girl. I'm just saying. You need to be eating at least three meals a day. I don't think the listeners need this on-air lecture. (laughs) The listeners might need this lecture. Yeah, true. From a nutritionist standpoint, I'm not a nutritionist, but I, I've talked with one. <laughs> yeah, I know you they're should, out there. You should be eating six small meals a day, honestly. That seems you should like be eating, a lot. Should it be does, just saying. Something in the morning, something between breakfast and lunch, lunch, a little something between lunch and dinner, and then dinner. And then sometimes you can have like a right before bedtime kind of thing it's like you're eating six small portion meals throughout the day it's like grazing versus eating your big meals stop giving me a stink face (sighs) (laughs) s is just angrily drinking her water at me (laughs) and throwing peace signs no i've got my eye on you as i'm chugging my water (laughs) oh okay okay have you ever had someone do that to you or you do that to someone where you drink 
something but make full eye contact with them the whole time as you're chugging something. Yeah, kind of as a a, a power move. It doesn't work on me yeah. because I do it to other people, so. <laughs> Establishing dominance. <laughs> but you know what else establishes dominance? Sure. If, yes. I No. <laughs> when it comes to eating and drinking food, when you whip out your your lactate or whatever other meds you need to take before you start eating. I really d- didn't know where you were going with that, so well done. Listen, listen. The number of times I have to plan what I'm bringing with me when we're going out to dinner. I, I mean, listen, that that's important. Yeah, that's very real. You know, you know you're getting older when... You have to be like, all right, I'll bring my lactate, I'll bring my Tums or my Gasex or <laughs> milk and magnesia. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll go out to eat and I'll be fine. No, and then like, you know how many things like you can't have on an empty stomach? It's kind of like for the daredevils that like drinking a cup of coffee with like a handful of vitamins or medications or something oh. on an empty stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Girl. That, no. Yeah. If you want to really brew the up that will, which is cauldron. Whew. You know, when I was in grad school, I had a friend, a classmate that yeah. had a cat and they always hosted the Halloween parties. So, I would have to take two Benadryl before going to her house. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> I would get there and I'd start drinking. <laughs> and let me tell you what, <laughs> Benadryl and alcohol on a semi-empty stomach does not go together. No. What what would happen? I would get absolutely blitzed. After yes. about three drinks, and then I'd need someone to take me home, and I would hold on to the carpet fibers before my body floated off the earth. Yeah, it's like you only drank three Coca-Colas. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's... Wow. Like, was it one of those, like, was it a beer, or was it, like, a hard mixed drink that oh, it's in combo made you absolutely loaded? Oh yeah, it was it was rum and cokes or whiskey and cokes. Like that's that's my drink of choice. Is coke mixed <laughs> with something hard? That's how we roll. Oh my word! Like yeah, uh, most of the time our rum and coke never led to anything great. No, <laughs> a handful of those. <laughs> I I rarely drink beer. Uh huh. It's it's a I have to be in the mood to drink beer. But if we're drinking alcohol, that no, it's hard liquor. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I won't even do wine. I'll do hard liquor before I do wine. Yeah, wine's gross. Um, I will say, like, I don't drink. But if someone offered me champagne, I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> see, just saying. See, I feel like you would love brunches because it's just champagne and orange juice. Yeah, but I'm so iffy on the orange. <laughs> you know, even the color sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I like it. Then other times I'm like... This, like, blood orange is the greatest color on earth. Do you like cranberries? Yeah, I actually had some cranberries today. Because I don't know if... Because you can do vodka cranberries, right? But then you can also... Crayon. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure you can mix champagne with cranberry juice as well. Oh, for like kind of like a sparkling water type feel, like very yeah. fancy. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. See, I'll get you into a brunch one of these days. Get oat milk and champagne. <laughs> now that's what I can get behind. <laughs> Dude, I saw I saw a post on the interwebs uh-huh. that I completely agreed with, and it said me in my early 20s. I lost 10 pounds this week switching from beer to vodka. Me in my 30s. I've cut out gluten, milk, cheese, <laughs> and I work out every day for at least 30 minutes a day. I haven't lost any weight, but I feel pretty good after my exercise. You know what? Real talk. Um, I... <laughs> I recently gained, like, a few pounds, nothing, you know, crazy, because, like, managed to bypass, like, the freshman 15, the COVID 15 or 20, whatever it was. Oh, God. Like, all that stuff. Lost weight. Lost a bunch of weight, actually. Yeah. And then, within these last few weeks, you know how, like, between Halloween to New Year's, it's kind of like a a marathon of eating? Oh, yeah. Because you get all the Halloween stuff, then... Thanksgiving's not far behind, and you have Mm -hmm. all these, like, holiday parties, you got the Christmas, you got the New Year's, and it's just, like, eating, eating, eating. Yeah. So, that's where I'm at, and I can still fit into my pants, but they're a wee bit tight. Just a little bit. (laughs) Listen, I, there is no shame in getting a pant size the next size up. Yeah, yeah. I... I feel like that could also be another conversation, but just just a reminder to anyone who might be struggling right now with the holidays, your weight does not define you. No. And your clothing size doesn't define you. If you need to go pant size up, if you need to go five pant sizes up, who cares? Like, that's right. okay. It's You shouldn't feel ashamed or, or disgusted with yourself by that. No, no. And, you know, just acclimate where you're at, dress for your size. If you want to remain that weight, great. If you want to lose that weight, great. If you want to gain some more weight, cool beans. Right? Yeah. I I feel like I'm very similar to you when COVID started. When COVID hit, I had just moved into a new place and my husband wasn't home. So mm-hmm. I was at an all-time high anxiety level and I ended up losing 15 pounds. Basically, oh, man. Yeah. In maybe two or three weeks. That is not healthy. I do not recommend that because the way I lost that was anxiety starvation. I yeah. I think I didn't eat food almost for three days straight and I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. At this point, I have gained 30 pounds since then. <laughs> Woo! I'm not entirely thrilled with that fact, but you know, it's, it's all about health. It's more yeah. about... You know, I am trying to cut out things that are inflammatory because of the endometriosis and Mm -hmm. trying to get on supplements to make sure that my body's getting what it needs. And I'm also going to the gym at least three times a week or I'm trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's two times, sometimes it's one time. As long as I go, that's, I'm proud of myself. Just keep going, right? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so that's. Your late 20s going into your 30s, you know, I think a lot of that uh, self-doubt, self-esteem kind of, you either deal with it or you don't. Like, this is your make or break it point, I think. Yeah, yeah. I will say, like, my self-esteem now is at an all-time high 
And personally, I can't wait to catapult into my 30s. (laughs) I'm super stoked about it. And like, even with this like slight weight gain, which I feel is so common, you know, Mm because again, your body has changed so much things that would just flow right through you, liquid or solid or whatever, (laughs) you know, maybe early 20s wouldn't do anything. Now it takes a little bit more time if your body tolerates it at all. And like, I know what my body likes. I know how my body got to be like 10 pounds heavier, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm just like slowly making the adjustments to cut back. But yeah, there have been so many minor tweaks over the years. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, more to come, right? Because that's just the body. Right. It's men and women and everyone else don't shame your body for looking the way that it is. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's there's only so much control you have over that, right? Before mm-hmm. it, one, becomes a problem. Yeah. Uh, either way. Like, that's that's where you get... <laughs> right. That's where you get eating disorders is, you know, too much control over your body and, and too much obsession over your body. So... Yeah. It's fine. You know, oh, it wherever totally you're is. at, you're fine. Yeah. And with the, like, added caveat of especially in the presence of medications or mm-hmm. health conditions, hormones, mm-hmm. stress, like you said, just stress, stress wrecks you up from the inside out. Oh, yeah. Cortisol yeah. levels play a huge role with right. hormonal balances and how much that can fuck up. Yeah. The body is only meant to tolerate stress for short periods of time, mm-hmm. not high stress for long periods of time Mm -hmm. so yeah the more you know (laughs) (laughs) reading rainbow (laughs) (laughs) i was hooked on phonics thank you so much oh my goodness yeah (laughs) do you do you have any final tidbits of our late 20s s that the listeners just absolutely have to hear uh make us make it a point to have a good sleep schedule in place oh yes oh yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah tell me more no my it's when you're younger and you're pulling all-nighters th- all through grad school thinking it's no big deal to stay up till three four five six a.m and then maybe getting an hour nap before working you know your eight a.m or nine to five job no that goes away stop stop it now <laughs> danger ahead <laughs> That will, <laughs> that does not last. You cannot be planning your life thinking that you can stay up that late into the future. No, I, right. at best, at best, I am staying up till midnight. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good, it's a good thing to, to bring up and end on there is like, just, you need your sleep, people. Yeah, I don't care if you go, if you call your bedtime even at like 8, 9.30, Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think the more sleep you get, the better for you. They say, like, you know, optimal sleep times for certain age bands. But honestly, as an adult, they still recommend seven to eight. Yeah. Yeah. All the way up through, you know, your 50s and whatnot, you're you're supposed to be getting at least eight hours of sleep. And I'm sure there are so many listeners just laughing at that fact. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, someone somewhere, it's like 3 a.m. And they're just like, I I spit on your advice. You know, I I get that if people have children, I get that people have pets, I get that people work jobs where that's just not feasible. But 
It really is important to get as much sleep as you can. And even if it's 10 minutes in your car in the parking lot before you go in, take those 10 minutes. Take a nap. Sleep. Rest yeah. your brain. They And your uh, brain is then better able to kind of consolidate the detritus of the day when well, you get some rest. Yeah. You can process things better. You remember things better. Yes, and when you sleep, that's the time that your body heals itself. Yeah, yeah, and if you are going to take naps, I believe the scientifically optimal amount is 20 minutes. All I know is there are micro naps that are five minutes and less, there are cat naps that I think are are 10 to 30, and there's like a nap nap, which is, you know, 30 to an hour, and then there is a long nap (laughs) That's just sleep. Come on. I know. I know. It's the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> just just some more fun facts to throw out to the audience. But yeah, true, true. I'm like yeah. becoming all defensive about like that does not constitute a nap. That is not brunch. That is not a nap. <laughs> the color yes. orange is okay sometimes. <laughs> but it's coming out here for blood. <laughs> it's for real. Sweet D, do you have any words of wisdom? Any parting tidbits for the listeners? I I think the last thing I can say is, you know, going into your late 20s is just, again, greet yourself and be kind to yourself and don't feel shameful or, or ashamed of anything that brings you joy or peace. You know, mm-hmm. we all are on our own journeys and your late 20s are a weird fucking time, man. <laughs> Very big transitional period, for sure. It is, it, in a lot of aspects of life. So just be be gentle with yourself, as I'm sure you've heard multiple times from multiple white women on the internet. But truly, <laughs> take care and and don't feel like you have to rush or push anything, because it doesn't, in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're not in a race with anybody. You're not even in a race with yourself. Mm-hmm. Just take it slow. And to quote, uh, as Sweet D said, a wise white woman on the internet, <laughs> Chris Jenner. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. Yes, you are. <laughs> so with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, send us out into the universe, tell your friends that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone.